Welcome to SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com, formerly known as SelfDiscovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul right here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today sharing her story is Trisha Brendel. Her daughter uh, unfortunately had Pearson syndrome and unfortunately died at a very young age. And we're going to be talking about that today. But it's also what led her to write the book, Heartbeat of Love. It's how she lost her faith and refound her faith and how it has given her the strength to go through this all that she has gone through today. She says, you know, how she discovered that deeper phase, especially amidst the tragedy and loss of her daughter's death. She hit a rock bottom. She went through 18 months of her life existing and trying to be a mother and a wife, and she was numb beyond all measure. She felt alone, yet she sensed that she wasn't, and in her experience of supernatural happenings and research, she began when she faced that death that there is reassurance of knowing that your loved one is never alone and never away from you. And she encourages others to fight that light you know, find that light in the darkness and embrace that love. And we're going to be talking about that journey of rediscovering that heart, that spirit, that love, that God within us that is always there. It's we, we're the ones that let it go. And yes, it's quite understandable that you let it go at a time of absolute pain because it's always trying to understand why, why did this happen and why did it happen to such an innocent and, um, the questions that come out of the grief that comes there, and we all have to grieve. It's very, very important. But when you actually let that light back into you, ignite your heart and soul, let God's faith back into you, that's when you really truly open up to actually understanding that although the physical may be gone, the spirit never, ever leaves us. So thank you for coming and sharing your story here today with us, Trisha. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir, for having me. I appreciate it. Let's start off with actually understanding what Pearson's uh, syndrome is, because I think it's a very, very rare, and I don't know anything about it. Sure, I'd be happy to. Pearson's syndrome, um, at the time of my daughter's diagnosis, well, still rare today, but they said at that point there were five in the United States and 10 worldwide. Wow. So the resources were very slim to none to even understand this, this disease. But what they explained to me is syndrome, the reason it's called Pearson syndrome is because there's so many diseases that lie underneath it. Mm. Most of the children um, will experience some of the same diseases, but some may not. So with Allie, she had monthly blood transfusions. Wow. She had multiple hospitalizations due to electrolyte imbalances uh, due to Fanconi syndrome and chronic diarrhea. She had respiratory issues. Uh, she suffered with lactic acidosis, and then she had sepsis. And there's there's so much more that entailed that, that she went through, and that is in the heartbeat of love. But just to give you a kind of an idea of this syndrome, um, so lactic acidosis, acidosis, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. is when you work out really hard. 
So mm-hmm. you're doing aerobics or you're running a marathon and you know how your muscles hurt. Yes. Uh, right. Okay. So this is what these children experience all the time because their lactic acid level is very high. You know, so I, and that that's in the heartbeat of love too. It gives you the ranges of what theirs is supposed to be the normal range. But like I said, they're very high. And as far as Fanconi syndrome, what they explained to me is it has to deal with the kidneys. Mm. So her kidneys were like buckets that had holes in them that could not contain the sodium. So they had to treat her with a base called sodium bicarbonate to help balance the electrolytes. But Pearson syndrome, there's no cure. Uh, the doctors, they treat symptoms only. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is what is so hard, yes. Was it something that was diagnosed right from the word go? I mean, did they know it straight away or is it something that you had a whole load of complications and you didn't know what it was? That is correct. At three months of age, um, she started to become very pale and she had a high fever. And what they said is that's abnormal for a three-month-old because they still have the antibodies of the mother. Um, So they were doing tests on her and they are actually testing her for leukemia. Wow. So I would say three months is when she started showing symptoms. And then I think she was diagnosed at four or five months of age. Being such a rare disease, I mean, it kind of even getting the identification of what was wrong, I imagine was almost like a fluke in itself, too. You know, it is amazing you said that because that's exactly what they said to us, that this is just a fluke. They -hmm. couldn't tell us how it happened, just that just that word. That yeah, was that was hard to comprehend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know mm-hmm. there's so few people in the world who have this, and it's always a question: but how or why? And then the course is: did we do anything different? Did, you know, uh, my daughter has a three-month-old child with Down syndrome, and of course, mm-hmm. it's that extra chromosome, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. there's nothing that you've done. It's the luck of the draw, really. It really is. You know, mm-hmm. there is nothing you could have done differently. It just happens. Is is this type of thing, that kind of thing as well? Like it's just so rare that it just happens? I mean, what causes it? Do they know? I don't think they really know. Um, they wanted to test the mother's side of the family for a mitochondrial disease, which this is what Pearson syndrome is. And thank goodness that my family and I did not have that problem. Because just imagine thinking that you could have given this I to know. your child. Yeah. You know? I mean, out of your control. This is not like right, alcohol, you know, or drug, or fetal type thing. You know, this right. is not something you're doing. And and who knows what kind of DNA thing comes up from the past, right? So, you know, I think exactly. that's the first thing I think a parent needs to understand, you know, no blame, no shame. You know, right. it, it's... um. And then when it's something so rare, then, of course, the explaining it to everybody and then how did it happen and all of that, you've got all of that to deal with. But you're dealing with something literally in the dark because nobody knows much about it. And, you know, as you you write in your piece is that there was no cure because it's not a disease that's really known much about. So um, how long did your little one have? She passed at 19 months of age. Mm. But she battled. They oh, actually yeah. didn't think she would make it that long. So that's this book brings out a lot of miracles. Yes. You know, that we've had with Ellie. And the doctors were amazed. Is she your only child? No, we have uh, two other daughters. Are they're they older or younger? 
they're older. Ellie was our youngest. Yes. So, I mean, that's hard on them as well. You're going through your grief. You're battling with her. And of course, with the older children, I don't know how much older they were at that time. You know, they're not sure what to do. You know, they want to love her. They're scared to love her. You know, the, they want to fight the battle for her. You know, I imagine that the, the ray of emotions, you know, it's not just the mothers, the entire family. Oh, it is. It was the whole family. Um, with my girls at that time, they were nine and seven. And I talked to the doctor about that because when Ellie passed, my girls were celebrating yeah, and they were having fun and enjoying. And I couldn't understand. I thought maybe there was something wrong. And he said, no, they're actually protected from the grieving process. Yeah. But think about that. They're children of God. Yes. So to celebrate, right? I've learned so much through my daughters. Exactly. My well, that was her journey. That was her journey, right? And this is, as hard as it is for parents that lose children, especially, or any lessons we get in life, you kind of almost the harder the harder the, the pain of the journey, the bigger the lesson. And, you know, some of our children here are just meant to come in as that blazing light, you know, of of illumination. And but it's hard the kind of lesson that they leave you. And with your children at that age too, they instinctually know that she was in a better place because she wasn't in pain anymore. But they haven't got the intellect to articulate that. Whereas we're kind of also feeling, you know, there's the relief that they're no longer in pain. You know, they fought that battle for so long. But then there's the other side of it. I can't show any of that joy for her passing because then what kind of mother would I be? So again, all those kind of emotions that you're going through. That is, that is well said, Sarah. Well said. So obviously you lose yourself in that point. You go through the anger, you go through the, you know, why, why you, why your daughter, why everything else. And as you said, you became rather disconnected for a long time. You have to step into the role of being a mother so that I imagine that was an, an automation, right? Yes. So you're going through the process, yeah, but the heart and soul is completely shut down because it, the heart's trying to heal and the soul can't come through a heart that's shut down. That's right. That the divine cannot get through that heart unless it is willing to open up. And so this went on for about 18 months? It did. And then one day I just woke up and I knew it was time to move forward. Right. So I applied for a position and it went like clockwork. Like always, God is good. And I had to walk my journey before I could write this book. Yes. And the reason that was, was for him to show me all the steps that I had to take to learn so I can share that with others. So it's a testimony. You know, I can't say that everyone will go through what we went through, Mm -hmm. but I learned to pray for people I have learned to share the joy because in the darkness you have the light and that's yes. Jesus yeah you know said I am the light of this world whoever follows me will, will never walk in darkness I hold on tight to that scripture because right. that speaks a lot yes. and when I look back Ellie was never alone and neither right. were we no uh, you know the, the thing is, is the human self feels helpless But but the divine self knows there's a purpose. Absolutely. Yes. So, you know, whichever your divinity is, whichever your faith is, it's having that faith. And when you are immersed in that faith, then you know it is 
the spirit. It is the light. You sound interesting. Sit positions on me. <laughs> That was weird. I know you were on my left and now you're on my right. That's weird. <laughs> um, but it is that um, understanding when you're in spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Of um, of understanding that soul, that divine, that that you're not alone. I've got you. That you, the spiritual uh, essence of you, uh, is having the human journey, and the human journey is hard. And there are many obstacles that we have to go through. But in understanding what we're meant to learn from each one of those obstacles only strengthens our divine presence here, our, our soul presence here. And so as hard as it is, when you finally switched and, you know, I'm going to live now, I'm going to take everything I've learned from this now. Um, how long did it take you before? OK, now it's time to tell the story. Well, it took probably 20 years. What happened is after I lost Ellie, I didn't, I just felt like I didn't want her death to be in vain. Right. I wanted something to show that she, she was here and she lived and she was happy. So I sat down and I wrote an article mm -hmm. and it was so in depth, Sarah, so detailed that if you didn't have a medical background, right. you wouldn't be able to understand that. Yeah. But what I've learned was it's all in God's timing. Mm -hmm. So I set that article aside. And then after my journey, which was about 20 some years, I had that leading of the Holy Spirit. And he sat me down and I we started to write different messages. It wasn't actually mm -hmm. starting in the book yet. Right. It was, it was a process, a learning process. Like I need to get your attention. And this yes. is training. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we got through that training and I was understanding the cues. So one day I got out my journals that I would always keep on my daughter for the doctors about her, her progress and her relapse. And then um, with some of his messages that we wrote together and I sat down and I will tell you with his leading, the leading of the Holy Spirit, mm. it just flowed, came to life. Yeah. Paper. Yes. Yeah. Because and, and the time was, is right. You know, I go along. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But it didn't happen all at one time. It, right. it was in stages mm. because I would get done with Ellie's story, which was very hard, very yes. hard to write and go through. And then I'm thinking, so, okay, Lord, how, how are we going to bridge this now to my journey? Mm -hmm. And it just, it just flowed. And yeah. I, it just amazes me what God can do. He's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's a, a, I've just written my memoir and it was, you know, I was going to do it this way and that way and every way. And then I just, you know, said, OK, I'm taking three weeks off work and I'm just going to put my fingers to the to the keys and just let come out what came out. Right. And I think that right. is right. that is the best way, because that is you getting out of your head and it's yes. your it's your divine heart spirit writing yes. through you. You are channeling. Everything that, that you know, et cetera. If we get into our heads, we either get caught up with what we're writing or we start questioning it or we start criticizing it or, or get too caught up in the emotion of it. When we just yeah. download it and let it be, it's the truth. All you have to do now is refine it. 
all right but it is the truth of you the essence of who you are and, and what you are needing to share i've just done a show on the importance of story writing of us sharing our story because whether somebody's mm -hmm. going through the same disease or not there is somebody out there that is going through a battle with their child or a battle with something else and mm -hmm. learning how you managed it and how you opened up to it or you know god forbid it is a child but very often it is it's that looking at that child differently because what mm. we want to do is save them save them save them but sometimes we don't realize they're here to save us that is correct that is correct and i i have to tell you deuteronomy 31 8 i believe the scripture says the lord says i go before you always i will never leave you nor will i forsake you yeah so do not be afraid and I read that and I, I was amazed at how that touched my heart mm -hmm. because Jesus, when we're in our valleys, when we're in our dark valleys, we're never alone. No. He is our light. He's always with us. But I never realized that. See, when we were going through this journey with Ellie, I had my faith, mm -hmm. but not like I have it now. I didn't realize right. asking Jesus into my heart and the Holy Spirit coming in yes. was such an amazing moment in my life. But we stood on what we knew. And yes. God's going to meet us for that. Exactly. And also <laughs> give us the, the the understanding. This is why this is called self-discovery wisdom. Because when we step into God's wisdom, we then actually understand the knowledge of what we know. But we right. have to look at it through the wise eyes, not okay. just through the knowledge eyes. Because the knowledge eyes become too too clinical or too too limited. When we look through the divine eyes, it becomes more clarity. Right. And, you know, oh, you were talking about, you know, coming through you. This is the thing is um, I had a period in my life where I was in darkness and I could see the light over there and I didn't want to go out there because out there was pain. And eventually I had to come out and it was very, very bright and blinding for a while. And I felt the shadows chasing me. And then it was uh, I now can go into the darkness anytime. I have no fear of it for I am the light. And that is what the divine shows you. It is when you realize that you are never alone and you are the light in your darkness, the essence of, of your faith, of the divine, is the light within you. It doesn't matter where we are or what we're facing. It's not on the outside. It's always within us. Well said, Sarah. Well said. Yes, that is so true. But it takes, I think it takes a journey for one to understand and realize that. Yes. And even though I'm talking about my book and everything, I went through it. I'm still not perfect. Nope. I'm nope. still, I'm still walking that path. Yes. You know, sometimes I do find myself afraid, mm -hmm. but the difference with this now is I go to Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. when I'm afraid I go to him. And before I would just, I would just fear. And then my my emotions would take over and my flesh would take mm. over. And then, wow, <laughs> it yeah. was really bad. Well, this is the thing. And I'm always saying emotions are an indication of where we're at. So it's it's a good indication. I feel sad. I feel mad. I feel, you know, this or that. Okay, you feel that. Why do you feel that? All right. Okay, that's just a feeling. You can let it go. Or that feeling has meaning. But what happens is that we become emotional over mm -hmm. the emotions Yes. And, and and we forget what we're being emotional about. And I think this is the the, the human right. tendency that we have because we lose faith in ourselves, right. right? And when we travel with faith and we have that emotion, we're easier to step back and go, why? 
oh, no, I can let that go. It's just a momentary thing. Oh, no, that's actually indicating something I need to deal with. And you know you've got the strength and the courage to deal with it. But yeah. just if you're interested in the human realm without the divine, you're going to react to it. And it's going to get blown out of proportion completely. That's true. And, and, and that's key is you react. Instead of stepping back and looking through the eyes of Jesus or standing on prayer or just praise and worshiping him in the joy or in your storm, right? we tend to react. Mm -hmm. But I found now that, well, I still react, but not, I can bring myself back out yes. of that reaction. Yes, yes, yes. You know? Yeah, it's, there's the hand within you that pulls you back. And, you know, yeah. this, is, this is another thing. It used to be that, you know, if you were with God, you had to go to God's house. Now we realize the house is within us. Amen. It doesn't matter where we are at any time, you know, mm -hmm. even on the moon, you know, God is with us, right? It is, yes, it is. We've got to realize we are made up of particles of. So yes. we are the essence of. And so, you know, we are godly creatures because we're a part of God. Whatever your faith is, we're a part of that. And that mm -hmm. is, uh, that's why we're never alone, because it's mm -hmm. always a part of us. It's not on the exterior, it's the interior of who we are. It's when we feel that core right in the center of our trust of truth and love. And we can say, no, it just is. Don't need to clarify, don't need to justify, it just is. Yes, and find find that joy, because God is spirit. Yes. And so are we. And we're you know. meant to be in spirit. You know, the, you know, the, the, my analogy is, is that when we open up to that source of love, God, universe, spirit, because I'd like to be encompass everybody here, that divine truth comes through us and it resonates in our heart and truth. Our heart knows that truth. It's then given to our spirit to go into action and our minds will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. Right? right? right. We're, sur we're surrendering that wisdom to the knowledge, to know what knowledge we need in the moment without saturating ourselves with a lot of knowledge that isn't serving us in the moment. Mm -hmm. I call that my heart brain. Instead mm, yeah. of my mind brain, I yes. use my heart brain. Yes. And, and it keeps me at an even keel. Yes. Truth brain, right? It's the truth brain. Yeah. Yes, I so, like that. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, obviously it doesn't matter how many years pass when you, when you lose a child or you lose someone you really love, you know, that sorrow is always there. And, you know, there's, there, I know you're with me in spirit. I can feel you. You will always be with me, but you know, it's the touch, the tactile, the, you know, the hold that we miss. And, and it's perfectly okay to sometimes even either get mad or get sad. Again, yeah. go through that emotion. Don't hold it back. Don't think, oh, it's been 10 years or 20 years. I should be over this by now. Mm -hmm. No, you're over the the initial pain and anguish. But mm -hmm. the sorrow of losing that child will always be with you. Well, because they were a part of you. Yes. Like yes. I said, me died with Ellie that day. Yeah. And I say to everyone, feel, go through the process. Yes. Don't yes. stop it because no. you're meant to go through that. Yeah. It's just where you're going to go from there. You know, don't, it's okay to be mad and it's okay to be sad, but don't get stuck there. No, that's the key. Don't yeah. get stuck. We are fluid creatures. We're constantly meant to be in flow. And yeah. the moment you get stuck in something, it starts contaminating and manifesting into something else, right? Yeah. 
How did you girls uh, go through this? I mean, you know, they're going to, even as kids, they're going to see it and feel it a different way. But now they're adults and they can look back and reflection. Um, were there different levels of reaction through the years? Yes. When they actually sat down to read the book and realized everything that we went through, mm. I think that gave them a found new light as well. Yes. Um, and now that they're mothers, they could really understand yeah. and connect. Yeah. And in some ways, you know, I think it brought fear to them mm. thinking, oh my goodness, what, what if I lost my child? Yeah. We all have that fear, don't oh, we? Oh God, yes. I mean, yes, that's the worst, it's the worst thing for any parent, right? We don't want our children to go before us. It's a natural feeling as a parent. Yes. Right. And I pray that every night that I would, you know, Lord, watch over my children. Yeah. And I never yeah. wanted to lose a child. And exactly. reality came true. Yeah. But I also believe, uh, Sarah, that we all have a purpose and a plan. Yeah. And it's always in God's timing. Yes. And in the <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what our agenda is. Oh, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So God loves. I, <laughs> I have learned that if you might be going kicking and screaming, but he's going to get you. Oh, yeah. 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 When right? your tantrum is over, I'll show you the world. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah. they they found a new appreciation. Yes. You know, um, because they were so young at yeah. the time. And I mean, I'm sure they had their own indication of loss, but also, you know, the poor sister's life wasn't like they were healthy one moment and then gone. The poor mm -hmm. sister's life was of struggle all the way through. And so, you know, there mm -hmm. is that back of the mind, they're no longer in pain. Right? right. And it's if a child is being taken suddenly through car accident or this or that, and they were the light of life, you know, there was no preparation for it. And in a way, they always knew that this could be her journey. And it, it was hard for them, for the girls, because they never knew if we would be home when yeah. they got to school, because we never knew when we were going to take off. Um, we were in the hospital more than we were at home. Yeah. So that was hard on them, but our family all came together and worked together. And we were so blessed. That's what family is about being there yeah. for each other. That's the time to do it. And whether it's blood family or extended family, Correct. this is when we step up. Um, mm -hmm. And, and in, in a way that is kind of God's calling as well. I'll call to you, the people that you need. Right. right. So, right. It, and, yes. and, and it could be very unexpected sometimes of the people that are around you because it's not people you necessarily would have reached out to, but they reach out to you because that's their calling. So it's don't question it, just allow, right? Very well said, yes. And our family became the doctors and nurses in the hospitals. Uh, and the one that we went to quite often, they're very dear to us. I mean, yes. they were just as close to us as any of our other relatives. and. Ellie meant a lot to them as well. She yes. she shared her her love wherever she went and her strength and her courage. And everyone might say, well, how does that happen when she was so young? Yeah. But going through this disease process, this syndrome, she was still able to smile. Yes. You know, she had a little snoot. You know, they're incredible, so aren't they? They are an incredible light despite what they're going through. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Children of God. She had a purpose. Yeah. She had a plan. Yes. And, and, you know, often you wonder, well, why, you know, what's this purpose all about? Could you have done it in a different way? And it, and it's sometimes it's not for us to know, you know, yeah. it is just yeah. that 
it's just the journey that you are going through and the results that come from that journey is the journey that was meant to be. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, the making sense out of it, sometimes just don't try. Don't try and make sense out of anything, right? Because from mm -hmm. the human intellect, we can't often make sense out of things. But God's intellect, when we look at it from hindsight and from a distance, we then understand it from a different point of view, but not from the human side. I agree. I agree. And and that's why I say sometimes we may not know until we get to heaven. And yeah. it's okay to just trust in the Lord. Yes. Know? Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, that fact that, you know, we will meet again, right? Yeah. We will always yeah. meet our loved ones again. And also, as right. you said, it, she may have died, part of you may have died with her, but at the same time, part of her still lives on within you. Correct. Right. And mm -hmm. so we've got to remember this is um, I'm one of those people that when someone dies, they call me because I can be sympathetic or, or um, you know, compassionate about. It, but at the same time, I'm about look to the light, look to the light. You know, it's always the, the memories and the gift that they gave you. They're always within you. Yes, cry. Yes, feel yeah. it, but always hold on to the gift of what they were, because that is the purpose of what they were there for, the gift of what they were. That is so true. Well said, Sarah. Couldn't have said that better. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Again, we do not make sense out of it. You know, obviously, you've brought awareness to Pearson syndrome that, you know, is, I don't know how rare it still is. Has it, has it grown in numbers? Has it, has it over the years become a better understanding of what it is or... Well, I'll be quite honest. It took me a while to even be able to research it mm. again um, because it was so it was so hard. But I researched it a month or so ago, and I believe there's a thousand, according to the internet. But still, not much. Yeah. And and uh, is it you know medically at all? Because generally, unless there's thousands and thousands of people, they don't even look at it and put research into it. So you know, unfortunately. Um, so for many people, they really need to be more prepared to know that they're going to have to let go right. rather than try and keep alive. And they think this is something that also a lesson to have is that when people are in suffering, it's okay for them to go. They're not, we don't have to suffer. We're going to struggle through life, but nobody should have to suffer. And if people are in suffering, very often they're staying around for us. Right. And, and it's not fair to them. You know, we should say it's okay to let go. You'll always be with me. I'm sad to see you go, but it's okay for you to go. Right, right. See, with how I, my perspective on all of this is, I was mad at God for two weeks. Um, and then my husband said to me, the Only two weeks? <laughs> well, I might have been mad a bit longer. I was, yes, two weeks. I know. I know. But my husband said, he said, Trisha, you're only hurting yourself. Yeah. But he never realized the fire that he lit on, in my heart that right. day. Right. So then I went on a journey and I was searching and, and, and I kept researching and I was in all kinds of books mm. until I actually got to the Bible, you know, but. I firmly believe this, that God is our creator. And like I said, he created us with a purpose and a plan. Mm -hmm. He didn't kill my daughter. No. He saved her. Yes. It was, I believe it's John 10, 10. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Yes. And when I realized and understood that, mm -hmm. that that brought a new light. Yeah. I've, I've walked through many types of light, and that, that really brought a 
clear understanding to my heart. Yes. So then I was able, I was able to move on. And, 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 and I read a lot, Sarah, I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy reading, mm-hmm. but my, my favorite book is the Bible because mm-hmm. I'm taught new things every day. Right. I mean, it's always from a different perspective, isn't it? It's, you know, um, you can live life one way and see it this way today. And tomorrow you could be doing the same thing, but it shows a different light on it. Right. And that's, you know, and I think that's, that's the thing with life is this don't get so stuck in rigidity, either in faith, you know, because where faith goes wrong is where people take the words literally and then hold it against other people. Right. Right. That's where faith goes wrong with me. When the moment it becomes something that you're damning and judging others with, then I think we're losing the context of what love of God is. Because God is love. Right. And and he doesn't do anything out of malice. We do. Right. We do that. He doesn't do that. He's always love. So anybody that's, you know, condemns somebody else in in God's name is not the, the God I want to know. Or the people I want to know, because God is, you know, hold you accountable. Yes, we're all held accountable, but there isn't that um, persecution and everything else that uh, keeps going there. So, Correct. And I think it's hard for people to understand that type of love. Yeah. Well, God's love. They're yes. used to the worldly love, you know, and, and that's not what God is about. No. You no. know, just imagine, Sarah. He gave his one and only son for us. Yeah. Could you? Right. Could I? Yes. Um, Abraham in the Old Testament, he he was willing to sacrifice his son, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Then there was me, Sarah. No, mm-hmm. no, I begged and pleaded with God. I wasn't yeah. willing to sacrifice my Right. Son, you know? So yes. imagine that profound love that he can give each and every one of us, even, even when we don't deserve it. Yeah. Still yeah. I think the, the understanding of that kind of love is that it transcends the matter. Right. Mm-hmm. As I said, we are this beautiful divine spirit having a human existence. Right. But in the all of it, the divine essence of who we are is who we are. So when the matter goes, when the body goes, it was just the vessel in which we traveled in. And so when you understand that higher love, that love never dies. That love only grows. That love only transcends and ascends to something stronger. But it's through the experience of the matter, the body. And when we do have loss, we're missing the matter, the vessel Mm -hmm. in which it was in. But if we're truly attuned to the spirit, we never lose the spirit. That's right. So after your body gives out, is that all? Right. No, absolutely not. No, no, life goes on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always, always goes on. And very often we do come back for another lesson in life. You're right. (laughs) And that's, that's part of it. It's, it's part of, I actually think it's almost a part of the divine's evolution Mm -hmm. is to have a human experience because what you actually experience through the need to eat, to sleep, do you know, the physical struggle or the pain or the joy in life is not something that the divine essence as a spirit can feel in that way. So I think right. it is, it's a, it's, it's the soul having a lesson mm-hmm. living through the human body. And when the human body decides to align with the soul, and this, this particular soul genre is ignite your heart and soul, come together as one, mm-hmm. two individual things come together as one and interlock, it's unstoppable. 
It is so yeah. utterly combined, right? But it is that experience that both of us are having on both sides of the scale. And when we put it together, then we're beautiful, divine human beings that come from a place of compassion and love. And that is God's message. It is. I, it would be so amazing if everyone could see that message. Yeah. And that's Live why that I, message. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe that's why there's everyone has a purpose and a plan in it. And you share your testimony to help help others. Yes. And that's what I'm hoping that this book will do is right. to reach out and touch their hearts. And, and you know, know, this isn't just for people who just follow Jesus. Right. right? No, no, no. It doesn't matter no. what your divinity is. It, right. The faith is having faith in something that is love, that is better, that is wiser, whatever you want to call it. Because in the end, it's it's just a, a, a different connection. You know, somebody may have a connection with Allah that is just as strong as your connection with Jesus. But ultimately, we're looking at the same divine energy. So it isn't just for people who are just along that line. That is your modality that is your vessel of love and it will connect very much with people like that but you want it to open up also to other people and other mm -hmm. faiths um that are going to go that way as well we have something very bizarre who people are watching this today i'm terribly sorry for some reason zoom keeps putting up the the hand and every time it does that, it's, it switches our, our channel over, which is something really weird. So I'm sorry, we're not at a disco. We're not going psychedelic. <laughs> but I've never had this before. So it could very well be your daughter in there saying, I'm here putting my hand up. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> but I've never had this before. It's really bizarre. But the hand keeps going up when it does. It switches the, the, the vision thing over. But I always take those type of things as signs. You know, mm -hmm. there are things that are kind of saying, the spirit is saying, I'm here and I'm going to give you a sign I'm here. I've never mm -hmm. had this before. Here we're talking about your daughter and, the, and here it goes again. The hand goes up again. We're probably about to switch again. So very well could be your daughter <laughs> yes. saying, you're talking about me. Yes, yes, yes. I was here to show that out of struggle, you can find love, you know, with God's faith. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's maybe her saying, that was my purpose. Don't only remember the pain and the suffering. Remember the smiles and the joy and the reason why I was here. Right. Absolutely. And I agree about signs. Um, and I'll give you a, for instance, I'm a nurse now. Mm -hmm. I went back to school and I became a registered nurse, but all the doctors and nurses were saying, do it, Trish, do it. And I'm thinking, no, I cannot do chemistry. I'm not good at math. No, I'm not doing that. Well, that was my plan. Right. That wasn't God's plan. So it was so cool. Um, everything seemed to happen to me in July. I went into my job and it was July and I said, I'm going to resign. I'm going back to school. I had no plan to do that, Sarah. Then yes. I just got up out of my desk, went to her and she looked at me and I'm thinking, what did I just do? <laughs> I quit my job and I went to school in August. Now, right. it's unheard of to get everything ready and prepared, Right. And then I thought, okay, well, I'm supposed to be a pediatric nurse. So that's what I did. I was on the floor for a week and I'm like, this is not for me. I said, Lord, why did you have me become a nurse? Yes, exactly. It's not for pediatrics, right? But that's not where he wanted me. So it's amazing all these signs that happen if we just can see them. It's, it's like miracles. Yes. Miracles happen every day. Absolutely. Most of them are unnoticed. 
Uh, that's yes, but you don't. And and, and we keep waiting for the big thing. And it's all yeah. those tiny little things that are happening yeah. all the time that we don't look at. And do, mm-hmm. are you still a are you a pediatric nurse? Are you no, a- I am not. I'm I'm actually a school nurse. But right. I've gone through the emergency room, psychiatric. Yeah. I loved every job that right. I was in. Yes. Yes, but you so. see, let's look at that again. Your daughter not only redirected you, but also prepared you, right? Because obviously in all of those things, you're going to be facing that sorrow over and over again, emergency especially, right? Yes. Even in school where we see children that are that kind of don't physically die, but they die through abandonment or neglect, Right. So so all of that that you went through with your daughter of that 18 months, that struggle. But then that epiphany of God is with me. The strength is with me. I can do. I understand the suffering. I understand the pain. So I now in that knowledge can go and be somebody's hope. That's exactly right. You give them the compassion that these students need. You give them the love that they haven't received. Right. And it it just brings joy. Just joy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I love it when people find that redirect. Some people have to go, we're about to change again. I think, nope, no, it's gone back down again. Really weird. (laughs) Maybe it's the thumbs up from your daughter. Um, You know, I think that some people keep ignoring the signs, keep ignoring the signs, and along comes a cosmic two by four. Mm -hmm. And and in a sense, probably this is the path you were always meant to take. But the cosmic two by four was your daughter. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't have been able to take that journey without that. It wouldn't have been a path that you would have taken without that. But knowing even more so how much that when somebody's facing a loss of somebody, how much compassion and understanding is is part of the healing, is part of the medicine at that yes. time. Yes. You know, we go through the emergency and it's all so clinical. But where is somebody addressing the heart and soul of the patient or the person with them? That's right. That's right. Because as anybody, and it doesn't have to be a nurse, you want to touch every part of them. So physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, you want to connect with every person that you come across. And, and you know what, Sarah, it could just be giving somebody a smile. Oh, a hug. Huge. It, huge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It just, it doesn't have to be once again, huge, just no. something small. And that's Teaching someone's hand. Yes. I got you. I'm here. Right. It's, it, it's, I mean, that's going back to connection. Everything is about connection. We need to connect with one another. The beauty of the human body is the fact that we can touch, feel, hold, hug. And, you know, and that spirit needs that physicality through as we as human beings need that physicality. Mm-hmm. And just to let someone know you care. Yes. And my daughter has a three-month-old child who has said has Down syndrome. And, of course, they didn't know what to expect because with Downs, there could be a huge spectrum of problems. Right. And right. the baby was breached, so they decided to do a C-section. And unfortunately, they broke his femur, bringing him out, mm-hmm. which is fairly rare. But this poor little thing is in a brace, body brace, that has his legs mm-hmm. apart. They can't bath him. They can't put him in. And she can't breastfeed him because he has mm-hmm. to be held up. And he's got this huge brace yeah. on his body. And so they, he was in ICU for, for nine days and five days with her with the C-section getting good thing. But it was all the unsures, the unsures, the unsures of what was going on. Yes. A beautiful yes. thing is when her son, I, I was in charge of him, so I brought him in. And dad took him to see his little brother, Louis, who he, he kissing the belly and no, knew Louis was coming. 
and dad took him to meet him in in the incubator and he put his little hand in and I got that photograph of his hand just touching his baby brother's tiny weeny little fingers and and that love that he has for his brother is just so beautiful he didn't kind of question why he was in there his brother Louis was there that's it and he's had, you know, he's had a few problems. He has digestive problems, gagging problems, and he's got the the floppies, you know, where dystopia, I think they call it with the wobble. But another that we've been very, very lucky, and he's a wonderful little boy. But I think a lot of the time, and I'm sure it's what you went through, the not knowing. Right. Not knowing. And in your case, nobody knew anything about the disease. So how can you know? At least with Downs now, and through the beauty of social media, people sharing people maybe sometimes it could be too much because now you're looking for all the things that you know aren't happening but at least you know what to look for right that's the thing you had no idea what to look for at all no we didn't but that's what I'll say to the mothers follow your instinct yeah because it's within you you know what's wrong with your child you know what's the problem listen to it Yes, because doctors and nurses absolutely—they know they—they're scientific. Yeah. They go through that, but there's something within each and every one of us. And as a mother, listen. Don't yeah. let them say no. No, it's okay when you know something's wrong, mm-hmm. right? So fight. Be your be your child's fighter. Whatever it takes to be yes. heard. And, you know, if, if if one doctor totally dismiss you, then you go keep going to another or, or you look for the alternative. You know, not all medicine is, is Western medicine. There are many other modalities out there. And faith is an enormous medicine. It doesn't mean yeah. it's the only one. Sometimes you need other medicines along with it. But faith is the wonderful guidance to those medicines that are going to work or uh, ease the pain on. So I know it's very hard when you're anxious and you're worried, everything about you wants to crunch and when you Mm -hmm. crunch the the flow is not within you so you don't have clarity you only have anxiety so this is the time to literally take a breath take that deep breath let your chakras like your back line take that deep breath and just say what do i need to know what do i need to know and be present and then the clarity will come easier said than done when you're in a crisis but it's essential Mm -hmm. that you do it in order to know what you need to do and I wish I had that wisdom. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Nighttime was the worst. And that's when I would fear. Yeah. And I don't know why that was, but every time, because I was basically the mother and the nurse at night. She yeah. had 16 hours of nursing. And then when they left, it was up to me. And the fear just overwhelmed me. Yeah. So did I sleep much? No, I did not. But I still had that God gave me the strength to get through to what I needed to do with her. But I can understand how you get so engulfed with fear. Yes. But just know that to step back now and breathe and and pray is is just an amazing thing. But when you're in that turmoil, sometimes you just can't see that. And this is where you do need someone to come in and maybe just throw their arms around you and give you a hug and say, okay, now let's breathe together. Let's breathe <laughs> together. All right. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And then it's like, okay, what can we do? Got this. Right. Got this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's, you know, a lot of people avoid people when they know children are sick or some, or somebody's sick or because they don't know what to do. They feel helpless and they don't know what to say. And so they stay away. And sometimes it's just like, I'm just going to be here. You tell me what you need. 
Right. Can I make a meal? Can I do the dishes? Can I can I do your laundry? Can I wash your hair for you? You know, it's just some of those mundane things that you know you've still got to do, and but you're dealing with that. Somebody taking them over or somebody just, you know, like literally washing your hair for you, kind of that whole therapeutic type thing that goes in there. So many little things that you can do that are everyday mundane things for you, but at this present moment can be a lifesaver for you. Absolutely. I agree. Once again, it's it's the little things. Yeah. The little things that matter. I think that's what it comes down to. It's 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 just looking through the eyes of Jesus and seeing the beauty that's around you and what you've been blessed with and what you have versus what you don't have. Yeah. You all have a lesson in life. And the thing is, it's like when somebody's in the middle of crisis and to say God has a purpose for this is the last thing they want to hear. Oh, you were right. That's right? correct. So, mm-hmm. you know, at that time it is, you know, why this has happened will be revealed one day. But this is not the time to ask why. No. Sometimes just being silent and sitting yes. with that person. Yeah. Just pray. Pray with them in silence. Yeah. You know, yes. Just know that, just let them know you're there. That's the biggest thing, isn't it? You know, you may not have all the answers, just just being there. And you never know what a hug can do. A hand on the back, a hand on the hand, a hug, you know, is just bringing them a cup of coffee or a glass of water. Anything is just that it's just obviously you feel so even if you've got your family around you, you still feel so isolated. And so having somebody around you that isn't attached to you per se, like the family, it's someone that you can maybe take that deep breath with. Right. I agree. I agree. And that's, that's what we all need, don't we? We just need that love. That's so through, through it, no matter what you battled with her, she knew she was loved. That smile always showed that she was love and she was love. And, and I really do think it's her that's been putting the hand up all the way through this. <laughs> oh, yes, I agree. Yeah. Oh, it's been coming up here. And being, oh. you know, when you watch the video, see, we've been switching over. It's been really weird. But, and I said, I've never had this before, but I am firm believer in signs coming from beyond when they agree oh, or they true. want to participate. And I think that's her. And But yeah. it's like you are still helping children you've done it through emergency and everything else but as i said there are so many children in the school system that have been abandoned emotionally physically you know in some way that because you know what to look for because of your compassion and your drive you're going to see and be able to do things that others just don't see right that is so true and and that has happened and i know some of the staff that i work with don't understand where I'm coming from. And that's okay. Yes. But I still choose to do what I'm led to do. And that's where the key is, is I go where I'm led and how to approach them. And it's not by yelling. It's it's by showing the love that they need. And once you earn the student's trust. Yes. How amazing is that? Then they feel open enough to talk to you. You and know? it's all about empowering them to be empowered yeah. in whatever ne- negative situation they're in at home. It's mm-hmm. to empower them to have the strength and the abilities and, and to know that whatever their faith is, they're not alone. 
Exactly. And that, and that whatever they're facing at home, they've got the strength within them to do that, but they're not going to find that strength until somebody opens that door for them. And that's what you are. You're that door opener to say, look how strong you are inside. Tell me what's going on. What do you mm -hmm. feel you can do in this time to stand up for yourself? How do you feel that you can rise up above this? And you're giving them the empowerment they need to face whatever they're facing because they're facing it for a reason. That's their life contract, right? right. But That's having right. those people along the way that say, I've got you, I care, you know, here's the skill and tool you can use along the way is what life's journey is about. It is. It is. And thank you so much for those kind words. That, that is so true. I never looked at it as opening the door for them. Yeah. Because ultimately it's not doing it for them. It's helping them do it for themselves. Right. Absolutely. But it comes from acknowledging in the first place that they need someone to open that door for them. And, and let them know that they're special. Yes. You know, they're special in, yeah. in everyone's eyes. And that's, that's important for these kids to know and to see. They see a whole different atmosphere than what they yeah. do at home. Exactly. And no, no fault of anybody's. It's no. just everything is happening in this day and age. So it's, it's just nice for them to be able to come into school and, and feel safe. Yeah, I, I have a I have a book series going to be coming out later this year, hopefully in time for Christmas, if not the, the new year. And it's called the Forgotten Children series. And mm -hmm. it's various people that are working with kids. And it's mm -hmm. that what we need to change, how we need to approach things, how we need to allow the child that is born with God's essence, born with that wisdom intuitively, and then how we put them in the school or other institutional type situations that tells them they cannot do it that way. Their voice doesn't matter. Right. Yes. And it's how to keep their voice alive and, and, and growing to be what they are meant to be here and how we need to change that system and listen to our children because they're also here to teach us. Right. Absolutely. And I've, I've seen these students thrive and after they graduated, they have made something from them or for exactly. themselves and, and it brings such joy yes you know to see yeah. them doing well yes and you Absolutely. know sometimes you're just throwing seeds their way and they're they're growing them right. and sometimes it's you know giving them a whole plant whatever's needed right <laughs> but your your strength is the love and compassion of what you've had because of what you went through but your strength is god's love jesus love that gives right. you the strength to go and do what is needed to be done so you know that yes. that is yes. what that's who's got your back right right yes right so whatever you're doing you know you're not doing it alone however hard it is sometimes to, the things you have to face you know you're never doing it alone oh no yeah all glory goes to god absolutely because we can't do it on our own if you think about it yeah but not all glory goes to god because if we don't end up and become a part of god you're in that glory too so, you know, all shared glory goes between God and myself. That's the what should be said. <laughs> okay. I see because otherwise that. God could do it on their own and wouldn't need you. God needs mm -hmm. you. So this is a partnership. This is well, a very cohesive partnership. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the glory goes yes. to the two of you. You for listening and letting his strength. Yeah. You, are, yeah. you are the vessel in which he has chosen to do the work, but you're working together. I like how you said that. 
really good, Sarah. <laughs> Never forget you and the empowerment of who you are and what you're doing, right? <clears throat> God's got your back, but don't forget you got a front. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Good way to look at it, yeah. <laughs> so tell us about the book and, and, you know, how people can get hold of this book and what you hope that this book is going to do for people. Okay. Um, if you go to my website, www.patriciabrendel.com, it'll show you where my book is available, which is Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, and I also write blogs on the beauty of God and God's love. So I hope that they, or I hope if they go there, they'll find some comfort. And that's what I want my book for everyone who reads it is to find that there's light in the darkness, mm-hmm. that they never walk alone. Right. I, I believe that is key. I want them to see God's love is all around us, um, that there is a calling for each and every one of us. There's so much that this book speaks to, which yes. it, which just, when I sit back and think about that, there's so many different um, topics and, and objectives and how to look at things that I just want everyone to be able to read that and and get that that blessing that God has shared with everyone. Right. So, I like I like the byline you have here, sweet surrender, hope and love. And and it is surrender. You know, when we surrender to the love of, the love mm-hmm. from, you know, that's where we find our hope. That's where we find our love. But we have to get her out of our own way, which means that we do need to surrender to it, which is really mm-hmm. important. And for people who are listening, I want to spell your name. So Patricia, P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A, Brendel, B-R-E-N-D-E-L.com. For the people who are just listening on the audio here. And uh, is your book in audio or is it just in in, uh, uh, paperback right now? It's uh, paperback and um, electronic. Right. Okay. And uh, be good to do it in audio one day too, is right? Because uh, yeah. there's something about the voice for people too. Um, you know, the, the one of the pleasures I have in doing the work that I do is that I get to interview people who have had some of the worst things ever happened to them in life. Yeah. And, you know, the suffering that they went through, but they changed it to the struggle. And they changed it into what do I need to learn from this? Who do I need to become of this? And whom do I need to serve now because of that? And that, you know, I think is the most beautiful journey of life in itself. And the most beautiful people are those that have gone through it, that have, have become who they are because they took that journey. And now have stepped into that passion, compassion, and skilled and wise ones that are there for everyone else. So I always take my hat off to people who have, who have uh, willing to take the journey and share with others because you are the difference that someone is looking for. You are that light that somebody is looking for that's going through something that doesn't know how to move on. And knowing that you have, knowing what has become of it, knowing whom you're serving and benefiting today because of it, it doesn't take away from your daughter because you were in partnership with your daughter as well as she is with you now. Right. She's still working with you now. And that is that it, whatever suffering we're going through and whatever loss we're going through, and sometimes it's the loss of self uh, very often happens. You know, it's not always about losing somebody in your life. It's losing yourself and refinding. But going through that journey of your own self-discovery 
stepping into your own wisdom, being that light for others is exactly what we need in the world. So thank you very much for taking that journey and finding the courage and the strength to write this book that makes a difference for others. Well, thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate this. It was a joy talking with you. And of course, you're on Facebook as well, which is the Heartbeat of Love book. So they can go to that as well. And, and, you're, and, Instagram, yes. and Instagram, the same thing. And you've got a YouTube as well. Just the, the video of the book is on YouTube. <clears throat> great. Wonderful. You know, this is also a great gift to give to people that you know that are that are suffering. Sometimes you don't have the words. You don't know what to do. Just say, to give a book and say when you're ready. When you're ready, it's there for you. Right. Right? And it might be a year, might be two years, might be 20. It doesn't matter. It might be next week. But just knowing it's there, it's calling them. When it calls them, yes, it, they will pick definitely. it up, right? But knowing it's there and it says, you know, sometimes the worst thing is we just don't know how to help other people when they need the help. And sometimes just simply being there, sharing this podcast with someone, right? All of these things are important. So we all have the power within us to help someone else. And the purpose of our life is to be of service to one another through the experiences and the gathering of wisdom that we've learned along the way. Amen. With God's Amen. love, right? We're never Amen. alone. It's always, it's Amen. not, it's not on the, it's with us. Every single particle, every single vein of us is God's love. And Amen. in that love, we can do anything. Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing with us here today. It's been a beautiful, impactful story. Um, and of course, if anybody wants to reach out to you, they can reach out through your site as well. Oh, absolutely. And um, on the site, that they, there's a place that they can um, send a message to me. Right. And I would love to hear from anyone. Yes. And everyone. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it, you know, is it whether it's loss of a child or the Pearson mm -hmm. syndrome or whatever, it's just sometimes you just need to speak to someone and say, How did you do it? Right. Yeah, you know, how did you let God in when you're so mad at him? You know, all of that. So it's uh, that's what it's about. That's what you're about now. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Sarah. You have a great day. I will do. And to everyone else out there, remember, you are not alone. God is always with you, whatever you wish to call it. I don't care. It is about your connection with the divine that is within you. And to remember, you are a partnership. You're here to work together. So whatever suffering you're going through right now, understand one day it's going to be your strength, your purpose that's going to help somebody else who's also going through that. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted. And we do hope that you enjoy the next show.